Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. It's good to be back after a week off and have a lot of news from this past week. Let's just start off with all the con news for stuff coming up. Start with San Diego Comic-Con since that's the next con in the list. Yeah, it's not that far off. Starting to panic a little. But we are very happy to announce that... Marjorie and I will be hosting the third annual Star Wars Fan Breakfast on Friday, traditional Star Wars Day at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it's always a great time to sit around, you get to talk with people, get your coffee in. I always have a blast. I know everyone that comes does. After the first cup of coffee, it's a blast. Yes, okay, so I have to get a cup of coffee in, and then I'm a lot of fun. But we're going to have prizes again from breakfast sponsors like Diamond Select Toys, Random House Audio, Uncle Milton, Hallmark, always so nice to us, Hallmark. I'll tell you right now a couple of the prizes. Random House Audio, giving us a bunch of copies of Troy Denning's book, Crucible. That's not even out yet. It will be brand new out at the con. We're going to be giving away some copies of that on audiobook at the breakfast. Hallmark setting us up with a complete set of ornaments, including the Comic-Con exclusive Rancor with Luke in his hand. Yeah, see, these are some great prizes. It's just the books, the audiobooks. That's amazing. I think that's a wonderful prize for someone. Diamond Select and Uncle Milton, we don't know what they're donating just yet, but they have promised some prizes too. And it's always so much fun. Friday was Star Wars Day where there was Star Wars panels that would just start in the morning and you could sit in that room all day and watch Star Wars until the Steve Sansweet Star Wars Spectacular at 5.30 in Hall H. I miss that. You know that? And after the 30th anniversary, they've kind of pulled back their presence after that really awkward and uncomfortable attack of the show, Star Wars Spectacular show. I was thinking ill-conceived was the term I was going to use. It was awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. Everyone was embarrassed, but we didn't know quite what to do about it. But every year that we've gone to Comic-Con, Hasbro has their big panel on Friday mornings. We have been streaming it live for years. We hope to do so again, bandwidth permitting, always bandwidth permitting. And to start off with the breakfast with the Star Wars fans and then head over to the Hasbro panel, we are again at the Edgewater Grill in Mission Bay. It is walking distance from the con, a very short walk. We walk it 
with armloads of prizes. Oh, and it's a gorgeous walk because if you walk behind the convention center, it's along the bay and you get to see all the fancy yachts with helicopters on them. And you know, you get that sea breeze. You can hear the seagulls squawking in the morning. It's very oceany. I love it. And if you're lucky, you get to see celebrities working out. Oh my God. I saw Morgan from Chuck jogging. Oh, I totally love Morgan. He was one of the best ones. Morgan and Lester, I believe, were the best of that show. But yeah, I saw Morgan jogging. It was a squee moment. And Edgewater Grill, they're so great to us. They always do the separate checks so we don't have to worry about dividing bills and everything. They do separate for each party. So all you have to do is email fanbreakfast at swactionnews.com with the number of people that are attending in your party, and we will have you down for that morning. And thanks to Diamond Select Toys, Random House Audio, Uncle Milton, and as always, Hallmark, who just, they're great to us at Hallmark, and we love them. You know, they really support the fan things, and it's wonderful every year. They just do amazing things for us. So we have some more Comic-Con news, some more exclusives to talk about, Arnie. Did a little bit of you die inside like it did for me? I was looking at news online about a week and a half ago, and I had this moment where I had to ask myself, is it April 1st again? Am I off on dates? I mean, we have a big travel schedule coming up, so I'm having a little bit of a harder time than usual keeping track of what day it is, what month it is. So I really had a kind of Hitchcockian push and pull moment when I thought it was April 1st in June. And when they announced Hasbro's other Star Wars San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this one will still be selling on Sunday. Usually the Comic-Con exclusives from Hasbro, like the Transformers, the Marvel, and the Star Wars, are all sold out by Friday afternoon. I see this one sitting around till Sunday. Kids Day. I see this one sitting around online. I don't see it being a sellout. You know, the... Typical con exclusive sells out each day's allotment at the con is gone by Saturday afternoon and Sunday. And then they have a few online on usually Tuesday or Wednesday after the con and they're gone within an hour and then you never see them again. But every so often there's an exclusive. This happened last year with the Helicarrier for Marvel Universe where that exclusive just sits online for a few weeks and really you have a lot of chances to pick that up. I think that's going to happen with Hasbro's Angry Birds SDCC exclusive. What the hell? I'm going to say, we try really hard to be realistic with Star Wars collecting and to be broad-minded. There's nothing I dislike more than going to so-called fan blogs, be it for Star Wars or comic books or movies, and seeing these fans do nothing but internet rage! (laughs) (laughs) And I know that with the whole Black Series, the six-inch line, all of it, there's a lot of internet rage out there. All this impotent frustration of these red-faced typists. And I have been on the record as not being a fan of Angry Birds, but we always try to be balanced on the show because if we're sitting here complaining about more than we're happy about, then what's the point of being a fan? But... This, to me, seems like the biggest miscalculation since they put a thermal exhaust port right below the main port on the Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't get this Angry Birds thing. I mean, it seems to be big with kids, kind of in a flashing, fancy kind of way. And most, I don't know about the rest of the country, I'm sure it's doing the similar thing, but it's all on clearance and moving on out. It was a flash in the pan in my mind. I see it on clearance at Toys R Us. I saw it on clearance at freaking Ross Dress for Less. And I'm like, nope, even at half off, I'm still not buying you. So I guess this is just more puzzling. I'm not mad about it. I mean, they can do what they want. They do not make their business model after what Marjorie wants. They don't make it after what Joe wants or Susie or George. It's just their business. They're not able to, you know, cater to the collectors only because that would be a completely different business model. Wrong. On Comic-Con, they should cater to the collectors only because I've completely understood when people have come to us with this Angry Birds and gone, it's not for you, it's for the kids. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I have bought one Angry Birds item. It was the early bird kit because it was novel and fun. Get it, early bird. And then with the Sithmas exchange, I was sent the Haunting Carbonite bird, which, you know, I'll, yeah, and the Greedo bird. Those were the two birds, and I'm happy to say I didn't buy them myself, but this set, is the first Hasbro San Diego Comic-Con exclusive in the history of Hasbro San Diego Comic-Con exclusives for Star Wars that I am going, nope, not buying it. Now, what I'm curious about is if when Arnie gets up to the checkout at Hasbro Toy Shop, if this is going to change. It will not change because I'm looking at the picture that was released on io9. And I know these Angry Birds are small, but looking at the packaged set with the carded way they go, I'm thinking these are going to be about the size of like those carded Kubrick's exclusives. Mm -hmm. So if you look at about three inches in width, this is going to be about 20 inches long by maybe a foot high. I don't want to carry it. I don't want to ship it. I don't want the birds. I will admit the card art, the vintage photo with the drawn on birds is somewhat clever. I especially think the Obi-Wan is kind of funny the way the lightsaber is coming out of the bird. You know, Arnie, I'm, I want to disagree with you on the size. I just can't imagine they would be that big for $24.99. I think they are. They're cheap. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to print a card? They give yeah. free cards away at Comic-Con. But no, I'm not going to buy this at the con. Now, if it's sitting online and I can get it shipped to home, I kind of like the vintage cards, but I still think even then I'm just not going to pull the trigger because we're going to Celebration Europe right after that. I got a lot of better things to spend my $25 on. Yes, I agree. I just think, though, this is a horrible miscalculation because if Angry Birds are for kids, then why would you put this at Comic-Con? That Comic-Con line is not for kids. I'd rather see kids at a peep show than in this line because it would be less damaging to them. I don't belong in that line. It's too much for me at times. It's awful. Me, well, there's one security guard I've made friends with now over the years, but that's kind of cool. But the line is trying. It's taxing. It's frustrating. It's irritating. You're going to be sore. This is not a place to take your four-year-old. No. The kids who would like this would not be able to get it. Maybe because it won't sell out, they can just walk up on Sunday, which is Kids Day at Comic-Con. Maybe that'll be the day these actually sell. But if you look at preview night, it's a fuster cluck. It's funny because it's a bird. (laughs) (laughs) And then after preview night, they do this weird ticket system, which we've never been able to do. We don't even know where they give them away. They give them away in the sales pavilion. 
Theoretically, but, but I've never seen it happen. No. And it's this thing where you have to like know ahead of time and I've never been able to find out the time. I know someone who occasionally is able to get a ticket and that's great, but I, you have to stand in a line to get a ticket in order to stand in the line, but you have to have that first ticket to stand in the second line. And even then you still have to stand in that line all freaking day. And the tickets are usually gone before the door is open. Oh yeah. You got to do this like at six in the morning. I think it's like a blink and you miss it kind of thing, which it's great. It does build buzz. They are right in the smack dab in the settle of the floor. Everybody talks about Hasbro Toy Shop. They Could they do it easier? Absolutely. Do pre-sales. Have a pickup window. I'd gladly give you a paper if you just give me my toys. Don't have to stand in a crazy line with this whole, oh my god, am I going to get it? Are they going to cap the sales? They're going to cap the line? Are we before the cap or after the cap? This is some of the anxiety you have. Hasbro's biggest competitor, in my view at least, is probably Mattel. Mm-hmm. And Mattel does pre-sales. You could order the Superman set online right now. Mattel does online-only exclusives that collectors want. Hasbro used to when there was a Star Wars shop. But one person on Facebook said, well, maybe this is for parents to bring home to their kids. I still just don't see it. What I think this is is a crass way to get collectors to buy Angry Birds because I don't think kids like vintage cards. I think we, old people, (laughs) like vintage cards because it reminds us of when we used to be young. Old people? Yes. I mean, if you were at the youngest age when the last vintage cards came out, if you were, let's say, seven in 85, that would be probably the youngest person who would remember vintage cards from their youth. So those people are now 35. I'm not saying younger people may not appreciate the visual aesthetic of vintage cards, but that's not who the vintage card is targeting. It's targeting the OT fan. Now that you point that out, I could totally see trying to bring something home for the kids. It's cheap, something nostalgic for the parents to try to get their kids into Star Wars if they're not already, or if they already are into Star Wars. Yeah, but I just don't necessarily see that happening because you could buy more birds for less money at Toys R Us, especially since they're on clearance. And then you can get nice building sets that kids would enjoy, like build an AT-AT they can knock down. This is meant to be kept as a mint-on-card collection. The cards scream it. It is aimed at collectors. The venue, the packaging, it's all for the collector. And I have not met a collector who wants it. If you are a collector who wants it, call us. Leave us a voicemail, 415-508-JEDI. We're not going to rip you a new one. I don't judge you for it. We want to know more about your people. Yeah, similar to that, yes. I want to just understand it. I mean, I think I know one person who really wants this, Duncan Jenkins. He wants everything, and I admire him for it. But if you don't collect absolutely everything, why would you collect this? More and more, I'm understanding the power of voting with my dollar. And also more and more, I'm realizing not all SDCC exclusives go up in value after the con. No, they don't. This is going to be a very freeing con, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really excited about the Boba Fett Han and Carbonite 2-pack. Really. I love that set. I'm excited for the new six-inch scale. Far more excited than I am for the new three-and-three-quarter-inch figures, which we're going to talk more about later this show. The six-inch scale, it's like the love boat. It's exciting and new. (laughs) And to have a Boba Fett, a super articulated, super detailed Boba Fett that's six inches with a six-inch Han and Carbonite, I am all over that. I'm buying multiple sets. I'm not keeping the Black Series boxed or carded or whatever it is. But that set, I am. I love that set. And I don't even see it yet. But these Angry Birds, man, what a miscalculation. (laughs) 
It's this kind of thinking that we've seen where I understand Hasbro is not as profitable as they were and they need to make business adjustments. But come on, it's the right toy at the right time, right? I mean, if you were doing this even as a celebration exclusive, I'd give you the benefit of the doubt because there are tons of kids at Celebration and the Celebration store is easier to navigate. Yes, and not near as maddening. Actually, it's not maddening at all. I mean, they sell baby bibs, onesies, chew toys. I mean, everything. Throw this there, I get it. But to put this at San Diego Comic-Con, where, yes, I see a lot of people with strollers. Don't necessarily agree with that mentality. I've seen newborn babies, which I find a little disturbing. Even I know you don't take a newborn baby out like that. I mean, I, I just shudder to think of the germs I'm exposed to. And that line is so chaotic and so bruise-inducing that... Obviously, a parent would have to stand in it for their kid. I don't recall ever seeing children surviving that line. I don't survive that line. Last year, I got beat up by a handicapped man who kept running into me with his wheelchair. So no, I'm just going to vote with my dollars and skip that and not have to ship it home and just be very happy about skipping it and how it opens me up to be able to buy more exclusives from other companies. Diamond Select announced their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. They are continuing their run of different droid bust banks. I know the one that they had at Celebration last year was extraordinarily limited and sold out. This year, R2-B1. People go crazy for these. They are fun. I really like R2-B1, though. I've always had a thing for this Episode 1 droid with his blue body and the gold and silver dome. I just like the color, and they got a real vibrant blue on him from the preview piece. So I'm definitely going to be getting him. He's limited to 1,500 pieces. And also Diamond Select is having an exclusive comic variant. Star Wars Dark Times The Spark Remains comic is getting an exclusive San Diego Comic-Con cover limited to 2,500 copies. That's going to be hard to get. That's not that many copies. No, especially for a comic, which isn't all that expensive. So that's definitely a preview night stop at the Diamond Booth, booth 2401 on the con floor. It's becoming real. We have booth numbers now. I know. But we're still about three weeks away, I think, from the schedule being released to find out all the lines I'm going to stand in and then be disappointed. And speaking of disappointment... <laughs> Gentle Giant announced their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, and wow, is it a head-scratcher to me. Yeah, every once in a while, Gentle Giant does something, you're just like, huh? And this is one of them. It's an Admiral Akbar mini-best. Okay, you're like, yeah, they've made one. All right, big deal. This one is the Magnitude, and it's Admiral Akbar, literally, as an admiral, with his little seafarer hat on and everything. It's based on a painting by Stephen Daly. I don't think I need it at $180. I think that's a little much, but I guess it's because they had to make a new sculpt because he's wearing the Admiral outfit. Well, it's obviously a new sculpt. General Giant does a lot of new sculpts. I mean, this one, he has the Admiral outfit. He also has a mustache. He does have a mustache. He reminds me of Colonel Mustard from the game Clue. <laughs> but my thinking was this. First, looking at the base, I'm like, wow, is it one of those old tiny mini busts they were making? I'm blanking on the name right now, but remember they had those complete failed line of mini busts? Yeah, what were those called? The Star Wars Classics busts, that's what they were. Ah. But because of the base, I'm like, are they reviving the Classics line? No? Okay. And then I look at it, I'm like, you know what? 
that's kind of cool. If you're going to do a Comic-Con exclusive, they've been doing non-canon items for Comic-Con exclusives lately. The Macquarie busts, which I really enjoyed. So this is a different way to go. I've seen this Stephen Daly painting and I looked at it and I went, clever. I didn't buy it, but I went, clever. (laughs) He really did. And I thought this was a clever mini bust. I was sitting there like, well, mini busts are 80 bucks these days, and that's a little outside of my price range for a mini bust. I'm still getting all the exclusives, but I looked at this one and I'm like, that's so far outside of Star Wars for me that for 80, I'll I'll probably buy it, but I'm not going to like it for 80. And then I saw there was a one in front of that price, a 180. (laughs) And I'm like, nope, not buying that either. But I still figured I'd be getting one. How would this be? Well, we're going to Celebration Europe, and our UK reporter, Steve the Ginger Prince, has a huge Akbar collection, and I figured he'd be fishing for this one. <laughs> Even he's like, no, not getting that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Because I have this kind of completist problem, I think I would pick this up for 80 but I'm not ruling that out as a possibility. Because I just picked up this past week from AFX.com, the Star Wars Celebration 6 exclusive Gentle Giant Clone Trooper Lieutenant Statue. That was a $200 Celebration 6 exclusive. It was so exclusive that it's now available at Entertainment Earth, AFX, and tons of other online retailers. And AFX, God love them, they don't sit on stuff very long because they'll clearance that out. $60. Down from 200. Wow. 60 bucks. So wait, you played the waiting game? And even then I'm like, yeah, do I pick this up? Eh." Then we got an email from Sean, one of our listeners, and I'm like, yeah, you talked me into it, Sean. So you didn't buy it at the convention? I didn't buy it at the convention, not for 200. I was buying so much else there. They had those smaller statues that were there. And we spent like $600 in the store. I just didn't feel like adding 200 onto it for the statue, which I thought wasn't very dynamic. And I'd skipped quite a lot of General Giant clone statues up to that point. So I was feeling like I wasn't complete enough. But for 60 I'd pick that up. This Akbar minibus is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to skyrocket to like $1,000 on the secondary market, or it's going to plummet to where I could pick that up for $80 from AFX in about a year. I think it's going to plummet. I just, people are Akbar fans, but I think the, maybe this kind of thing is over. And you may say, but there's only 500 of these Akbar bus. There's only 600 of the blue clone lieutenant statues. I will give them some props for packaging. I love that this Akbar is coming in this very nice wooden box. Don't know what I'd do with said box, but I like the concept. I guess I'd keep it in said box so I don't have to show people that I bought this. (laughs) The other reason this is a very easy skip for me is it's a totally new scale. This is an eight inch bust with that new base. They've really made the bust taller. The normal mini bust is six inches. And I think this bust itself is in the same scale. It's just a much taller base. I'm not dissing the bust. Looking at the close-up pictures they've given, I love the translucent kind of resin look they've given his eyes, the detail in his little chin whiskers, all of the painting on the epaulets on his shoulders. Very Michael Jackson. It is very Michael Jackson now that you say it. The buttons, the sash, the little rebel insignia. It's like Stephen Daly's artwork just jumped off the page. And because the painting is of a bust, it's perfectly suited for a mini bust. But it's not perfectly suited for my collection. Again, that's a little more money for CE2. And I'm already spending it. Yes, you are. You've already spent it actually in exclusive prints because the prints went up a few weeks ago. Yeah, 
I have an art problem. We know. Yes, I'm well aware. We have to rotate our collection. Yeah, I just really like the prints, and Celebration Europe is no exception. There's a lot of great prints out there. Drew Baker, Hugh Fleming, Matt Bush. The two I really liked a lot, and I ended up pre-ordering, were Chris Trevis's Execution Order, which has Vader ordering the execution of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Kind of a nice little piece. I always love what Chris Trevis does with his art, how it's so close to photo real, the way he is able to use the photo references for the faces, so it looks just like the characters from A New Hope, and the Stormtroopers look great, and I love the use of the hologram. And it's an update from a piece he did for one of the visual dictionaries, and a really more detailed piece. 18 by 24, limited to 250 pieces for 50 euro. The other piece I got, Joe Caroni, the slave princess. Joe is one of the first artists whose prints I ever got. The very first print I ever got for Star Wars was at Celebration 3, and it was a Joe Caroni print for Episode 3. And then it was a really windy day, and I was chasing it down the street and couldn't believe it didn't get damaged. That was funny. I didn't know that was that one. Yeah, that was a Joe Caroni. I remember that. It was the last day. It was cold because that storm had moved through on Saturday, and it went from like 80 degrees down to 30 when we had the tornadoes and then the snow and freezing rain, and then we saw George Lucas, and Saturday stayed cold, and Sunday was cold and gray and windy. And I remember chasing that across the street to the Marriott where we were staying. Yeah, didn't even get a crease. Very lucky. And this one, Joe Caroni always does great artwork. Again, I like his realistic style. I like the way he really captures the likenesses of the actors. But what got me on this one specifically was the detail on Boba Fett and the detail in the background, including Efont Mon and a Jawa. And I love that they're subtle there, but I have no art of Efont Mon. Did you need some? I apparently did because this really hit my sweet spot. And at 40 euros for an 18 by 24, again, limited to 250 pieces, I bought that. Now, a euro, as people probably know, is worth more than a dollar. The dollar's getting there, right? It's getting there. The funny thing is when the euro was created, the dollar was such the gold standard for currency. They're like, we're going to make a euro worth a dollar because that way we can start strong. Well, now the dollar got weaker. The euro got stronger. It's worth a buck 30. But I think they kept print prices about the same because at Celebration 6, I'd expect to pay 40 or 50 for an exclusive print. Now they're going 40 or 50 euros, which is a third again as much. But I wanted these two prints. I know that there were some sellouts at Celebration 6. I believe Chris Trevis has sold out at Celebration 6. It I did. I didn't want to risk that. And I, they don't put them all up for pre-order either. And I know for a fact it pre-sold out. And so I'm like, I just wanted to make sure I had it. We're going to a new country we've never been to, at a new convention center we've never been to. There's going to be some jet lag. There's going to be some learning our way around. And probably some poor buying decisions on the part of Arnie. So I just want to make sure I got at least those two. So I ordered, and imagine my surprise when the total came to $150 US. You're probably a little confused. I'm like, wow, that conversion rate's worse than I thought, click buy. <laughs> I had a moment of hesitation, but click by. Then I realized what really hurt. I thought the 33% euro to dollar conversion was bad. There's a 23% tax added to these purchases. It's called the VAT, value added tax. Yes. However, because you are not going to consume these posters in Europe, we <laughs> should be able to take the receipt. And when we exit Europe, you can get a refund for the VAT. But this is kind of a gray area because I didn't purchase it in Europe. 
I purchased it sitting at home. But you're picking it up in Europe. I'm picking it up in Europe. Yes. But I purchased it when I wasn't in Europe. The VAT is very confusing. It is. And when you're shopping, some stores participate, some don't. I'm curious how it's going to work at a convention or if it's just you're screwed on the VAT. I don't know. And for people who don't know what the VAT is, because even though we've traveled internationally, I forgot about the VAT. Mm -hmm. The VAT is a tax that is charged in these other countries. And it's like any other sales tax you pay. It's a percentage and it goes to the government. But international travelers do not need to pay the VAT on goods that they are taking home. With things you cannot going to use or cannot consume. Now, if you're getting food to take home, you can't prove you're not going to eat it on the other side of customs. So they're kind of iffy on that. Depends on which one you go through. But like knickknacks, things like that, these kinds of things, you can theoretically get your money back. It's a process. It's done at the airport when you leave the country. We went to Spain several years ago and actually received a wad of cash while leaving the country, refunding our VAT for a number of purchases that we we're bringing home, like a chess set and some Star Wars Episode One action figures mm-hmm. with Comtech chips in Spanish. Yes. So you, what you do is you keep all your receipts and some merchants participate and some don't. So if the merchant participates, they'll just take that off your bill and they'll turn in the forms for you. You don't have to do anything. The merchant does not participate. You have to take the forms, fill them out, take your receipt, go to the customs before you board the airplane, before you even go through security because a lot of times they want to see the items depending on the airport and the individual at customs. Then you get it stamped. You go to another window, you get your money back. You're good to go. Well, I have emailed Reed to ask the what the policy is on the VAT because 23% is huge. Huge. I'm looking at every item we purchase is going to have a 23% VAT. So if you take any item, basically go one and a half times, that's what it's going to cost you in dollar after conversion and VAT. The person who could answer that was out this past week. So I don't have an answer from them. I'm definitely keeping my PayPal receipts, which clearly show the amount I've paid in the VAT. And I'm going to see if we can get that back. But 23% tax is, again, seriously going to limit my buying. It's going to really decrease impulse purchases at Celebration. I'm going to have to be like, I collect that and I'm getting that while at Celebration. For example, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Han and Boba Fett has been announced as a Celebration exclusive as well. It's a shared exclusive from San Diego Comic-Con and Celebration Europe. And I bet they do what they did with the vintage Forlom Zuckus pack, where when it was at Celebration 5, it had a C5 sticker. And when it was at Celebration Europe, it had a Celebration Europe sticker. I'm betting there's a sticker for Comic-Con and a sticker for Celebration Europe too. But if you take If they go dollar for dollar, and then you add a 23% VAT on that, I'm not going to pay that for a sticker. Really? Really. Because out here, I'm sitting thinking you're going to justify that. Not for a sticker. If they do something different, if it's Return of the Jedi Boba Fett versus Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett, oh yeah. But if it's a sticker, again, the weakness of the dollar and 23% VAT, it's going to really make me think long and hard about purchases. Because it's simply more expensive. I can buy less. Back to the art, there was also one disappointment. I know you love the Jake art, and Jake has an exclusive print, but I saw that one and I just kind of went, meh. Well, it says it's the not final product also. Yeah, maybe the final product will wow me, but it's 
called The Saga Concludes, and it has, like, the holographic emperor head, and in front of that is a Darth Vader head, and in front of that is this Luke head that looks like- I don't like the humans that he does. I love his Han Solo and things. This one, he, it's like he tried to go more detailed, but he gave Luke too big of eyes and too big of lips. It's almost like a caricature instead of a cartoon. Subtle difference. Caricatures are intended to make fun of, and it feels like this is intended to make fun of. Like if it was Nixon, it would have a huge nose. <laughs> so if it had been cute J-Cart when I was placing my order at two in the morning, I would have gotten this for you, but I didn't think that you'd go for this either. No, I'm not in love with it yet. I like the little characters along the bottom, but at 33 euros plus a 23% VAT, I figured that would be one that at least we could look at in person at the con, and if it sold out, well, okay. But then finally, after San Diego Comic-Con, after Celebration Europe 2, it's back again this year, Star Wars Reads Day on October 5th, 2013. That was a lot of fun, actually. We had a great time heading up to Minneapolis and seeing all the people there. So this year, there are 14 locations that are already confirmed to have author events. And yeah, Roseville, Minnesota, where we went last year, is doing it again, as is Madison, Wisconsin. That appears to be the closest to us. I don't see Chicago anywhere on this list. What I think, judging from the last Star Wars Reads Day, is the authors stay close to home. There's no air travel for these, really. And so you have authors who live up in the Roseville area or within driving distance, so they go there. And apparently, the Windy City is lacking in Star Wars authors. Cincinnati, Ohio has one, though, and that's, I think, a little bit closer for us. It's quite a haul to Roseville. It was about eight hours. Cincinnati's only about five or six, depending which one of us is driving. I drive faster. That's been confirmed. Not confirmed. But that was a lot of fun, going up there, seeing all the people who we don't get to see that often. October's a long ways away. It's many, many cons away. (laughs) Comic-Con, Celebration Europe... Wizard World, and it's coming right on the cusp of another Wizard World and New York Comic Con. So I'm not sure if we're going to travel for Star Wars Reads Day, but I certainly would like to. But we'll have a link to StarWars.com with the list of the Star Wars Reads Day locations, and that's just the ones announced this far out. Hopefully there will be more as we get closer to the event. Now for some online news. I was mentioning AFX earlier. They have an exclusive Gentle Giant Jumbo. It is a droid three-pack. What this is, is three of the Gentle Giant Jumbo, so that's the 12-inch scale figures, but in a three-pack, like the Vintage Days had, or like Target was recreating for some period of time, this one has R5-D4, Death Star Droid, and Power Droid. Gonk. Gonk. And while these would normally go for about 80 apiece by getting the three-pack, it is only $200, limited to 500 pieces shipping in September. Now, for some reason, AFX actually took this offline. They posted on their Facebook page. They'll be putting it back on later. And if you've placed a pre-order, your pre-order is secured. But they took it down midweek, and as of this recording, it's not back up. The photo's archived over at yakface.com, and you can see this package, and I'm just thinking this is going to be huge. It's got to be, because there's... it's. Yeah, that's going to be big. Are you keeping these carded? I'm so confused on what to do with these. I'm thinking maybe they pulled it because this isn't final packaging image because the packaging looks like the vintage set that is on this page. And at that scale, if the Death Star droid is 12 inches tall, you're looking at almost a three foot by 
two-foot box. And I know these jumbo figures are big, but they've changed the packaging so that it's not one-to-one scale. The figure may be scaled four times bigger, but the card back isn't a full four times bigger. They allow the character to take up more of the card back than it did before and so forth. So I think that maybe it's down while they adjust the packaging a little bit. But for that price and limited to 500, I think those who collect the jumbo sets will be jumping all over it. I know I'm thinking about it because those are three nice characters. It is. I kind of like the packaging on those, but then you run into a display problem if you're keeping them in the packaging. And if you don't keep them in the packaging, I still think they look a little too plasticky, a little too hollow, a little too cheap. And Gentle Giant made that backdrop that you were able to display cantina aliens in. And really, you could put anyone in there. It's just a nice vintage cantina backdrop. But I'm guessing it didn't sell very well either, as it retailed for about $90, and AFX has it right now half off for $45. Oh. Of course, I lose on those bets sometimes, too. I bought the Gentle Giant Princess Leia dartboard. I pre-ordered it at full price, figuring that would be a limited thing. Nah, it was down really hella cheap on AFX, too. And speaking of vintage packaging, Jedi Temple Archives ran an article alerting us to an eBay seller who will put you in some vintage packaging. No, that's not your grave. It's not like the Kiss Coffin for Star Wars fans, though that would be cool. That would be cool. How would you do that? A vintage card back with an internment tomb on top. The only problem is the card back would have to fold over to fit in a standard burial plot. Somebody get on that idea. But here, it is a custom vintage card back with whatever photo you want on it. That's really cool, but you'd have to customize a figure to go in there, too. You see what I mean? Well, you look at what they have there, and I'm thinking of a number of different uses. Like, they have a little kid on there, and they say, Mara Jade Pruitt. And this would be kind of a cute way to have, like, family photos on your desk, wouldn't it? At work, you could f- get it framed, and instead of just having a picture of your kid, you could have a picture of your kid saying he's a Sith Lord. Eh. It's a different way of doing it. I don't know too many people. I do work in IT, but most people in my office do have digital frames instead of actual frames anymore. But there's a few Luddites around who still have picture frames. The other thing I'm thinking is if you're a figure customizer, but you suck at making card backdrops, take a picture of your figure or take the character from the movie. This is obviously not authorized, so I don't think they're going to have too much problem breaking copyright if you send them a picture of the third Ewok from the left and have them put it on the card. I think there's a lot of uses for this. $20, I think that's pretty good. You could also take it to Kinko's and get it custom bound. We know Kevin, a friend of the show, takes vintage card backs and spiral bounds them and sells them on Etsy as little notebooks. Well, you could do this and have whatever you wanted in that card back. Wouldn't it be kind of weird to have that as a notebook, though? Your child on your notebook? All right, I'm doing it for you. I'm going to carry an Arnie notebook now to all my meetings. As well you should. Yoda's News had a top exclusive this week where they revealed the first pictures of the Black Card series. Yeah, we saw one of them at Toy Fair, but they were able to get pictures carded of Darth Vader, Ceremonial Luke Skywalker, Biggs Darklighter, and Episode 2 Midriff Bearing Padme Amidala. And once again, Internet Rage was met with these images on Facebook. No sight, I'm not saying Yoda's News did it. Just the Facebook responses to these pictures. We're going to talk about this more next week. I'm going to say I don't hate the card art, but... 
I don't feel qualified. I'm not a graphic designer. I barely was able to do construction paper cutouts in kindergarten. I can't even write my name. So we're going to have a special guest join us next week, Justin Darth Cozy, or just Cozy on the forums, our co-host at Marvelicious Toys, the Marvel Collecting Podcast you can hear at MarveliciousToys.com. He is a graphic designer and knows a thing or two about packaging. So next week, we are going to get deep discussion about what the card art does and doesn't do right as far as that goes. But speaking of those upcoming figures, a reminder, new Star Wars Action News sponsor, Big Bad Toy Store, has Wave 1 of the Black Series 3 and 3 quarter inch, Wave 1 of the Black Series 6 inch, if you like it a little bigger, if size matters, and Wave 1 of the 3 and 3 quarter inch Mission Series, all up at Big Bad Toy Store. And Big Bad Toy Store is my go-to for international collectibles. As far as anything Japanese, nobody has the selection that I've found. This includes Medicom with their Kubricks and their Real Action Heroes. And they have up for pre-order some exclusive Kubricks. C-3PO with a salacious crumb on his shoulder. R2-D2 with his serving tray. These are the exclusive versions of those Kubricks. You can pre-order them now. And in stock right now are Real Action Heroes. The 1 6 scale Medicom collectibles, C3PO and R2D2 with sound. The C3PO randomly plays seven phrases from the film and has a light up head. The R2D2 plays 10 phrases and has a light up head. That's really cool. But back to black, Jedi Temple Archives has a scoop this week with they say. Proof, I say everything is rumor until it is confirmed by Hasbro, but it seems really sound. We don't discuss rumor lists on the show very much, but they had a reader gain access to the Walmart stock system, probably a Walmart employee, and take some camera phone photos listing out future figures as yet unannounced in the Black Series 3 and 3 quarter inch line. And it's an exciting list. The reason why just, I know they're just reporting on the pictures they got, and it's, I'm thinking 98% likely. That 2% is because this list seems just the exact opposite of everything we've seen from the Black Series so far. Yeah, it seems like it's not a lot of heavy hitters that we would need when they launch a new series. Usually they hit the greatest hits, if you will, and you get the lesser known later on as the series goes. But to draw attention out on the pegs, they always do the greatest hits, it seems. More, it also seems like secondary, tertiary, and really obscure characters, they like cilantro. You put in a little bit for flavor here and there, but you do too much and the meal's inedible. Mm -hmm. And looking at this first wave of Black Series figures, I mean, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Padme Amidala, Clone Troopers, Anakin, Scout Trooper, and the cilantro in that wave, Biggs. And even Biggs, he's an X-Wing pilot, so if you don't know specifically Biggs, you just know he goes in that ship. But here's the list that was released by Jedi Temple Archives. And again, I'm going to say, I think we're going to see these figures in the case at Mm Comic-Con. I'm hoping we do. But Hasbro has not announced it, so I'm labeling this strictly rumor. First, Vism. Who? Vism. All right, I had to look him up. Okay, uh, yeah, like, is this a background character? Because I'm not really good at those. 
<laughs> Vism is a Nikto from Jabba's sail barge, the one who shot Luke in the hand. Oh, of course. This is a big deal because it's an update to a figure because the vintage Nikto figure was Vism. Okay. And no offense to Vism if your name is in fact pronounced Vizam. <laughs> then Darth Plagueis the Wise. Uh, that's kind of an odd choice, right? I love James Lucino's book, Darth Plagueis. Love it. I am for having a character of this. This is the one that's really a head scratcher, though, because Hasbro had specifically said they weren't going to do EU. They were on the hook for Mara Jade. She won a fan's choice. As it is, collectors aren't happy that Mara Jade's not coming on a vintage card, but they were going to give us Mara Jade. So to go to Darth Plagueis, part of me wonders, did they already have him sculpted and it's actually cheaper to release him than to not? Confusing. A stormtrooper. It's your peas and carrots. You need it on your plate. Eat your veggies, kids. And Jedi Temple Archives reminded me, Hasbro stated that the Black Series would be new tooling. So this could be a new sculpt or at the very least a new type of stormtrooper. Same thing with the next one, the sand trooper. Then there's a clone trooper from the 41st Elite Corps, which Wikipedia tells me has a lot of different armors. They were the ones on Utapau who killed Luminara, but they could be green, they could be gray. An updated Commander Neo. Then another one I had to look up, Marumaru. Hi, what? Marumaru. <laughs> if you can't tell from the sounds I'm making, that is the name of a Wookiee. I think it's the sound a Wookiee makes when he's choking. <laughs> but he is a Wookiee chieftain with some dreadlocks. All right, then. And I can kind of see it. I mean, he's an obscure, obscure Wookiee, but he is a Wookiee. A Wookiee could sell. I really think any Wookiee but Chewbacca is kind of obscure. Yeah. Then Mace Windu and a battle droid, a Jedi training Luke Skywalker, and a companion Yoda. Wedge Antilles in a snowspeeder outfit. All right, another wedge. This would be an update because we actually got him in a snowspeeder outfit, I believe, in the Power of the Force 2 line when he came with that Millennium Falcon carrying case because I remember he had that little extra collar around the neck and it was basically a reuse of the Luke body, which was an X-Wing snowspeeder Luke at that time. And episode three, Darth Vader and Jedi Temple says Hasbro's been hinting at another burned Anakin figure. So that's again... Pretty. That's kind of obscure. I mean, if a kid wants Darth Vader, they don't want Burn Unit Vader. Yeah, yeah. A snowtrooper, possibly a snowtrooper commander. And then Torin Far. This one I didn't actually have to look up, but I understand most people may not know Torin Far. She's that other woman who's in Empire Strikes Back on the Hoth base. She's looking up at the screen. Okay. I think she has a line or two. On the one hand, this is really exciting. After a first wave of figures that, hey, they're new figures, but none of them are new characters. The Padme's an upgrade to a figure, but nothing there is like checking off long-awaited figures on my list. This is an interesting way to go. If you're trying to make a mass consumer line, I don't know Darth Plagueis, Marumaru, and Torin Far are the figures I'd go with. This seems like a lot of these might be peg warmer bait. Yeah, it just really seems that if they're trying to rejuvenate, which we all know Hasbro's posted some losses and across the board, it's not just Star Wars. This would not be the way to bring in capital. And I don't think they've posted losses. I think their profits are down. Okay, I don't think they're profits are down. Way down. But again, I'd say in this line, you only have 
three heavy hitters, possibly two, depending on what that episode three Darth Vader is. If it's crispy and it can take him out of the running. If it's actually full on outfit Darth Vader, then yes. But you've got Luke and Yoda. We know they sell. You've got clones. It seems like the heat is off on the clones these days. Yeah, remember how clones used to be really hard to find? Like crazy, like multi-state Walmart run to find all the clones you needed? Mm-hmm. I kind of miss those days, actually. That was a lot. Of, remember when we hit like 24 Walmarts in 24 hours? I remember. We have a show in the archives yeah, about it. that was so much fun. But the clones now, you can just walk and get in whichever ones you want. And the same thing to a lesser degree with Stormtroopers. I don't see Mace Windu despite being Samuel L. Jackson as a heavy, heavy hitter or Wedge. And then you get Torn Far, Vism, Darth Plagueis. I hope these are all coming. I hope these aren't Wave 2 and Wave 3 back to back. I hope maybe we get Vism in Wave 2 and Darth Plagueis in Wave 3. Unfortunately, if these are all in the Walmart system, hey, maybe somebody at Walmart headquarters has really got a joke sense of humor. (laughs) No, no, because if that was the case, Tonica sisters would be on here. Yes, that's true. They'd really mess with us. So what do you think about this list? Leave us a voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or send a voicemail or MP3 to show at SWActionNews.com. And finally this week, don't forget Star Wars Action News sponsor Brian's Toys. We have their ad at the beginning of every show talking about how they are the largest Star Wars seller on the internet. And this week, they are really proving that as they have a ton of AFA vintage right now. They are doing a bunch of eBay auctions. If you want to try to get things at a great bargain, eBay auctions for AFA 90 graded 12 back figures. Wow. Father's Day is coming. Nothing says I love you, Dad, like an AFA 90 12 back. Except for maybe a Master Replica's Stormtrooper Blaster. This was a limited edition piece, 3,500 pieces, back when 3,500 pieces used to sell in a blink. Mm -hmm. It's a full-scale Stormtrooper Blaster, tremendous detail on one of Master Replica's gorgeous stands. It does have a couple signs of wear due to the age of it, but you can read all of those details at Brian'sToys.com. And finally, as we always mention, the Jocasta New is still in stock, and you can hear our review in the archives. More and more people are coming to our forums and saying, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this figure, but if she'd been a regular vintage figure, she'd have been one of my favorites due to the detail and all of the accessories that it included, and she won't last forever, so don't miss out on yours at Brian'sToys.com. And remember when checking out at Brian's Toys, be sure to mention you were referred to them by Star Wars Action News. It's under P for Podcast. Now we have an update for you on the Sideshow Black Hole Stormtrooper. If you recall, Arnie was on the fence. Was it a repaint of just a regular Stormtrooper? Did he need to add it to the collection? I knew all along what the answer would be. So let's see what if what I know to be reality is what happened. Actually, I think I can kind of tell by his little grin that I was correct in my assumption that he bought it. He's pre-ordered it. Nope. What? I did not. You faked me out. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, how come he didn't get it? It's picture nine of nine on the Sideshow site that got me. It is a straight up repaint of the Stormtrooper premium format figure that I have. It is very well repainted. I love the battle damage. I love the eyes. My problem is at $360, you had some shipping. Let's round the numbers. Let's say $400. 
to have the exact same pose as the one I have. I just think because of that pose, it makes them look less like troops and more like troops with an E at the end, as in dance troop. It bothers me that they didn't change the arms at all or something. If they could have done a different leg, a different arm. But to make it a straight up repaint like this, even though it's got battle damage, I still look at it. I still love my Black Hole Stormtrooper. And this may be something that when I get to Comic-Con, this has happened before. I'm like, ah, screw it. And I pull out my smartphone and I order from the con floor. So there's still a chance is what you're saying, right? I'm saying I didn't uh-huh. order it. And being a sideshow exclusive piece with an edition size to be determined, I fully expect it to go at least to waitlist, if not to sold out before Comic-Con. So if you are more certain than me that you want this, I wouldn't hesitate. But for me, I just, the problem is I just picture it standing next to my current Stormtrooper. And I'd have to put them in totally different areas. I'd have to display them totally different ways. I'm just trying to rationalize to myself if I can make them not look like a Warhol print. Where I just pick up a couple on eBay that are broken and spray paint one yellow and one orange. But no, I did not pre-order this piece. But I do have a new premium format coming soon. I have received notice the final flex pay is coming due on my The Force Unleashed premium format Shock T. Another one that I passed on and then saw at Comic-Con and pulled out my phone and placed an order for. I actually think they take orders right there at the desk, but there's a line. Yeah, it's rough, I know. So we will have a review of that on an upcoming show. But that is it for this week's show. Don't forget about the San Diego Comic-Con Star Wars Fan Breakfast on Friday at 7.30 a.m. at the Edgewater Grill. Just a really short walk from the convention center, like literally five minutes. That's it. So RSVP to Fan Breakfast at SWActionNews.com. You only pay for what you eat and drink. We're not charging anything. No money is being made by anyone except Edgewater Grill. And we just are happy they're opening their doors a half an hour early for us. So treat those waitresses nicely. And we will see you in San Diego. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter. The links to our social media sites are at swactionnews.com. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that podcast at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. 
For more Star Wars collecting, please check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. You can help support Star Wars Action News by making a donation using the Donate button at SWActionNews.com or by using affiliate links on the Star Wars Action News homepage when shopping online. Your support helps keep Star Wars Action News on the air. We also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Star Wars Action News. If you enjoyed the show, please post about Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, or your social media network of choice, or just tell a friend about the show. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes page is at SWActionNews.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is segment reporters Jerry, Brock, Jonathan, Nathan, and Steve, graphic design by Chris, image editing by Jay, podcast enhancement by Andrew and Barrett, associate produced and podcast announcements by Brock. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. This, to me, seems like the biggest miscalculation since they put a thermal exhaust port right below the main port on the Death Star. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was really clever. Props to you, sir. I tip my tiny hat. The six-inch scale, it's like the love boat. It's exciting and new. <laughs> I've given you too much caffeine today. You're witty. I mean, it's like Stephen Daly came to life off the page. Well, no, he is alive. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, but the only thing you'd have to do is customize a car. <laughs> There's a few Lugites. Lugites. Yeah, what's a Lugite? It's a technophobe with luggage. <laughs> Don't forget Star Wars action news sponsor Brian's Toys. We have their blurb. We, you know? <laughs> I don't think you need to say smartphone anymore. I think you can just say phone, right? Touche. <laughs> and then saw it at Comic-Con and pulled out my smartphone. And <laughs>